0: Welcome to another special edition from the Rundown Wrestling Network being shoved directly into your ear holes. If you put it in your asshole, that's on you. We're aiming for the ears. It is Jason, as you can hear, and you might be wondering what this special edition is about. And as much as I'd love to, we're not focusing on 64 gorgeous women this time. We're just focusing on one little man in Pennsylvania. Ladies and gentlemen, we're making his sort of return to the Rundown Wrestling Network. Although you can hear him every week on Hurry Up and Cruiserweight, he's making his return to talking to other humans. Please welcome Jeff
1: to the show. Yes, thank you for indulging me and actually talking with me. I've been very lonely in these past couple of weeks, and uh, I'm getting tired of my own voice, so I appreciate you talking to me.
0: So you might be asking yourself, what are these guys doing here? We're testing out a little concept we kicked around something we like to call the Rundown Blender. And what this is going to be is basically, like I said, since Jeff hasn't been able to be on the Rundown proper, not through his fault, work has uh, prevented him from participating, much to his dismay. Mm. But he's got a lot of opinions on a lot of stuff we've talked about on that show that he hasn't been able to express, and he wants to tell you, the listeners, what he thinks about the shit that's going on in the world of professional wrestling. Now, I'm going to be a little selfish here and do a little bit of plugging because for those of you who haven't heard, the Rundown Wrestling Network is running our hottest woman in WWE contest. It is a bracket of 64, now a few less after the first batch have been decided. Beautiful, gorgeous women head-to-head to to determine who is the hottest of the hot. I want to send you back. Check out on our feed the Rundown Wrestling Wackatology special where myself, Troy, And retrosexual Anthony Green sat down and discussed our picks for the bracket. And we ended up coming up with the gorgeous goddess Mandy Rose as our winner. And AG declared her his newest platinum honey. But Jeff never got a chance to weigh in. So, Jeff, I want you to go through the whole bracket step by step. But let's start this episode of The Blender with your final four in the Rundown Wrestling's hottest WWE women's tournament.
1: My final four uh, was vastly different from what you guys decided. However, you know, if I was on the episode and you know it wasn't working, uh, I'm, we might have came to the same conclusion. So um, Jeff ended
0: up with Tamina in his final four, is what he's telling Tamina,
1: us. Tamina, some Jax Jackson there. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, who, who's awful, who's awful looking that I could say also? Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll say Ila Don and. <laughs> uh, uh, And Mandy Rose was in the final, too, but she's not awful. No, not at all. No, my final four actually was, um, uh, for the top left bracket, uh, I had Asuka. Okay. For the bottom left bracket, to face Asuka in the final four, I actually had um, somebody who I have liked, oof, for years now, I followed her on the indie scene, and uh, she's known to have some very weak knees. I actually had Tegan Knox. Wow, that's a huge upset, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's like, it's not for me. I mean, that's I love that girl. Um,
0: nobody, nobody wants a woman with weak knees. That's all I'm saying.
1: No, you do. You do. You just no, get you some don't. pillows. <laughs> um, that means she can't stand, but you have some pillows to support her. You know. Uh okay. top, this is a fucking terrible joke. <laughs> uh top terrible in the sense that it's bad and uh just poor taste. Top <laughs> right I had uh Liv Morgan. Okay. And bottom right I had somebody else who has weak knees in Dakota Kai. Ah. Yeah. So Mandy Rose didn't make it. She did not. Okay, I thought she you, said, P- okay, she I
0: thought you said she did. Okay.
1: No, no, I that was for my uh joke, I guess. Oh, okay. So did so you went with Dakota Kai over Mandy Rose, Jeff? I she does it for me, man. Okay, she right. does. Mandy Rose, you know, if, if Dakota Kai was not there, Mandy Rose was the one to make it.
0: See, I'm surprised. If you have Dakota Kai that deep, I would have thought you would have Bailey. They sort of sort of check a lot of the same boxes. I think. I don't know. Oh Maybe yeah, it was just me. yeah.
1: No, I I do I do love myself some Bailey too. I do, but uh, just unfortunately not. Not against Oscar, right? Nope, nope. Oscar, Oscar really does it for me, especially when. Remember, All right. that, remember that time she had the chopsticks in her titties? I don't know why I oh, like that.
0: Okay, then as
1: we move on, she actually uh, did so know. that
0: would mean you would have Oscar versus Teedie Knox. Mm-hmm. And who would you have winning that one?
1: That was really difficult for me. I jerked off many times thinking about it. Um, it was Oscar moving on.
0: Alright, so you've got Asuka in the finals where she will face either Liv Morgan or Dakota Kai,
1: and who's it going to be, Jeff? As much as I wanted a Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai final, I didn't, and I just I did still go with Dakota Kai, though.
0: Alright, so it is Dakota Kai versus Asuka for Jeff's hottest woman. Jeff, who is taking the crown?
1: After much, much Back and forth in my head, I ended up in going the palm of his hand. Yes, well, blisters. Looking at it, Oscar uh, <laughs> was my winner.
0: All right, that's an interesting choice. I'm curious to see how far Oscar goes in the tournament. She went surprisingly deep when we did the uh, the Brett wackatology special as well. So, there's just something about uh, her.
1: There's just something about her. That's yeah. Well really gets me that's going.
0: the beauty of this tournament to each their own and speaking of if you want to have your voice heard go to rundownwrestling.com each and every day to cast your vote for your favorite in that day's matchup i believe as we're recording this was today's is today's matchup it's stephanie uh, mcmahon stephanie mcmahon versus lacey lane so right uh and yesterday we had what bailey versus uh jenny so oh. uh and like we had like one person vote for Ginny, and I think it was my wife. And I looked at her and said, "Ginny couldn't be hot if she was standing on the sun." So, um, <laughs> my,
1: you my, know, I was. I, I've been voting uh, twice every day, but that's only because I have my girlfriend vote as well. Yes. Um, and uh, she said that Lacey Lane looked like she could have been a man, and uh, she also said that Ginny looks like a transvestite. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I think my wife is just voting opposite. The girls, I think, are hot to piss me off. I think that's what's going on there.
1: Yeah, I think but, it says something if that's the best picture you could find for Jenny,
0: Exactly. And uh, speaking of hot women, or maybe not so hot women, but hot action, maybe, I want to direct you, if you are not a patron of the Rundown Wrestling feed, you really need to hit up the Patreon, five bucks a month, and you can hear the just-released new show from Troy, which he calls Wrestling With Dicks uh you might be wondering what that is it is a review by troy and if you heard troy's sense of humor you'll know this is something you probably want to hear uh where he reviews adult films featuring Um. wrestling personalities and he started off the first edition with sunny side up and it is one you definitely want to hear um i don't want to spoil too much but uh Troy didn't seem to enjoy it very much, so we'll leave it no? at that.
1: No, I thought it was a good story.
0: Yeah, that, the plot had some holes in it, and so did <laughs> she. All right. So moving on, Jeff, what other things have wet your whistle in the world of professional wrestling in the last couple of weeks that you haven't had a chance to talk about?
1: Okay, so I, I also went um, – I, I took – kind of when we were talking about this uh, not only in the past couple weeks but just stuff I really haven't been able to talk about on any podcast in terms of wrestling so I'm going back a little ways as well Um, so the first thing I do want to talk about just happened I believe it was today Um, and I know we might talk about this on the rundown but I'm not going to be able to so I'm going to be selfish and just take that Um, it was the Scott Dawson and Matt Riddle leaks that appeared online now, we haven't – they're not public yet, but everybody seems to be talking about it on Twitter. I don't know if you, you've you seen anything about it.
0: I have not made it a habit to uh, scroll Twitter for dude's cocks pictures, but um, I'm sure Troy's seen them.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm sure. It's, it's like one of those stupid things where it seems like you have to uh, go on Twitter and – just everybody's talking about it, but nobody's posting anything about it. Um, I only started looking for it because something popped up on my actual Twitter feed about it. Um, But it seems like it's another one of those things with the online wrestling community uh, where a lot of the same people who were criticizing people for saying they liked Tony Storm's nudes specifically um, are saying stuff like, yeah, Matt Riddle would ruin my insides, and I want to see that giant hog which is just another ridiculous fucking just the online wrestling community is so ridiculous and you guys went over this on Thursday quite a bit um it, it's just people are uh, this is the hypocrisy of everybody just when something is in their something they like appears online they're all for it but when it's something they don't like they'll just shit all over it and shit all over the person it involves um but like it, it is really ridiculous um. How uh, appa- well apparently Matt Riddle has a giant penis. Um, that's that's what's going around, and uh, apparently Scott Dawson has a uh, half-hard penis, and nobody's saying it's giant. Don't know, um, but yeah, it's it's just one of those stupid things. I, I hate the online wrestling community. I'm sure as much as you do, and people need to really start being uh, oh, God just. They're never going to, but they need to start being a little more uh, consistent with their their complaining.
0: No, and it's you see it a ton with just the AEW fans now really coming out of the woodwork and the mm. anti WWE sentiment now from all these people who were gushing over WWE a couple of years ago. Um, then mm. they got hard on for <laughs> IWGP. This is the next big thing in America, and 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 oh, this is going to be the thing that's going to challenge Vince in WWE, and then. You know, four guys leave the company. Now all of a sudden, that's not the big thing anymore. It's going to be this other thing. So, you know, it is what it is. I do love that so we designed this show to be sort of a free-flowing, open concept, and I love the fact that Jeff went from Matt Riddle's cock to the internet wrestling community. That was a very good segue, my friend.
1: <laughs> oh, thank it was you. Was
0: one I didn't see coming. I guess we can uh, sum up this discussion by saying apparently, the riddle has been solved. Now, oh. moving on. Uh, I will. I will say you. real
1: quick. Uh, Matt Riddle, I believe, did post something online about it, uh, and he posted a picture of him pointing at a camera, smiling, uh, in meme style, and it says, "Stop looking for my dick."
0: Oh, okay.
1: So I appreciate that. Well,
0: I don't think that's going to stop Troy. But in any <sighs> event, moving on, I got something we did talk about this week on the run, and I am curious to hear your take on it, Jeff. The NXT call-ups this week. Of course, we talked about we got the main roster debuts, in quotation marks, of Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Alistair Black, and Ricochet. A lot of controversy on the internet from a lot of fans about how these call-ups went. Some people really loved it. Uh, Some people were a little disappointed in the way they were used, and some people just flat-out hated it. What was your take on it?
1: Okay, um... I think it's a weird, uh, it's a weird concept to call these guys up now. Like, uh, I think I believe you said it's it's a terrible timing, right? You had said that because it's right before WrestleMania. Um, you're you're not gonna. It would be weird and hard pressed to find a uh, a feud or a storyline to put them in for WrestleMania. Um, but I guess it's they're supposed to um, they're supposed to just be on all, all brands, I guess, now? That's the well, which plan?
0: Yeah, which lumps them in with Nikki Cross, EC3, Heavy Machinery, and Lacey Evans, who which, also appear yeah, on whatever shows of, they want. You, so why do we even have a fucking brand split if all these people can just float around wherever the fuck they want?
1: Yeah, like, what are you supposed to... like? Obviously, those guys are going to get lost in the mix, and it's really a shame, because EC3 really, I think, would thrive on the main roster, even but, though they've done nothing with him. Up to this point, and it's really, really fucking annoying. But um, you
0: know what? We also we also thought they could find the spot for Ty Dillinger, and that didn't seem to work out so well. So who
1: knows? Well, I mean, even EC, uh, yes, Ty Dillinger, but EC three is even more. I feel like groomed for main roster for the main roster. He has he's yeah. great. He's a great cocky heel. Um, yeah, but they have to let him talk for that to come out, and that's been what they haven't done so far. Right, yes, they they just decide he should flex in a mirror and uh, not talk on a talk show, and then have some 50-50 booking with uh, Dean Ambrose.
0: But at uh, least we got the air horns out of Dean Ambrose's
1: entrance. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's uh, That means he's a face again, I guess. I don't fucking know.
0: Um, so, but overall, what are your
1: thoughts about how they were utilized between Raw and SmackDown? Okay, so it's weird, because um, you get Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa being debuted as a tag team, um, albeit, you know, they're they're just basically the DIY on the main roster, and on NXT that they're on separate entities, and uh, I believe it was this week when Johnny just shoved Tommaso away and his loss to Velveteen Dream. Um, it's... I, I don't I don't I mean we got a revival versus DIY match which was you know that'll always be a great match so I do I do like that match uh, you got Ricochet and Finn Balor teaming up which was great um, and then you just kind of had a uh, Alistair Black facing off against Eric Young and uh, Elias the Elias match was eh you know <laughs> Elias uh, his in ring work doesn't I I think flow well with Oh no, Alister well, Black was Andrade. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was Andrade. And yes, Ricochet was Eric Young. Right, right. Yeah. But was... uh,
0: Alister Black was Moody on Monday night, so yes. you know, uh,
1: blue collar Moody fella. And
0: yeah, we know how wasn't... much you love Michael Cole, so you must have really enjoyed that hot take. Oh
1: God, I, I, I uh, it, it didn't surprise me. Uh, but it did, and I really wanted to uh, hang him from a noose. I believe he he deserves to be hung for that. But Jeff, you know, Jeff
0: really wanted to hang him from Matt Riddle's cock.
1: You could. You apparently you can. You can. Um, it is that large. I haven't seen it, but I've heard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. No. I. I just. I think this is. I liked the call-ups. If this was a uh, one-time thing. The issue is it's not, and I know they're just going to... Well, it, it was also weird how they put them all over every time. That was really bizarre for
0: me. 6-0, 6-0 between the two shows.
1: Yeah, it was weird. I mean, I see them beating the bar, which is fine. Um, but
0: how how tiny did Chomp and Gargano look standing <laughs> next to the oh bar, though? God. That was sort
1: of jarring. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I've always been kind of a fan of sheamus i always kind of liked him um as a worker um his on mic stuff is fine whatever but as a worker i mean he he, i don't think he was ever really bad um and cesaro speaks for himself cesaro is very good uh i could see them beating the bar but for them to beat the revival and the revival's first match after they became champions was a bit much for me um, even you could have easily had a, a DIY come out and have a, the match that they had um, and lose and it would have been fine, I think. I don't think it would have really hurt them to lose in a roll-up mm. or, or some some sort of way where it wouldn't have hurt them. Right. Um, for them to actually beat the Revival, I, I feel like it hurts the Revival in, in the long run. It, yep. it, it doesn't legitimize them as their champions right, especially right after they won it. It's just... It, that was silly to me. Um, I don't care. Ricochet and Finn Balor should have won that match. Um, and they did. And then Alistair Black coming up beating Elias is fine. Elias is doing fucking nothing. So who cares? And Elias beating Andrade in a good match. I mean, it's fine. It, that stuff's fine. I don't care about that. But then you're going to have them come back every week. Are you going to just keep having them winning?
0: Well, I guess we'll find out, but if we let, let's play a little game here. If we were to fantasy to book these NXT call-ups and, and what they should be doing on WrestleMania, if we had our, I know your favorite word, druthers, uh, <laughs> what would they be doing at WrestleMania? So I'm, I'm going to throw out my theories, and then you can throw out yours, right? I would put Ricochet and Finn Balor in some sort of IC title ladder match. Put both of them in there with whoever else you want to throw in that mix. Because uh, I think those two would light it up in that sort of scenario. And I think the latter match is sort of a lost thing at WrestleMania, which I always yep. looked forward to and enjoyed. So I would Me like too. that. Uh, triple threat for the Raw tag titles, DIY, uh, Revival, and Chad Gable and Bobby Root. Mm-hmm. I think that could tear the house down as a tag team match. So and nice. Alistair Black's sort of the tougher one to come up with. But if I off the top of my head, I would love to see <laughs> Aleister Black, Samoa Joe. I think that has the potential to be
1: amazing. Yeah, yeah, it definitely would. That's, I mean, those two guys are super intense. It would be great. Um, I think, uh, it, I guess it really depends on, on where you go with it. Um, I guess that's that's mostly booking just for straight Raw, though, right? That doesn't really leave anything for SmackDown.
0: Well, Samoa Joe's SmackDown.
1: Right. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I think, uh, I, I just think an Aleister Black-Andrade match in WrestleMania would be great, but Neither of them really have a title and make it worthwhile at this point, unless you could build it in some sort of way with the Zelina Vega, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be really cool uh, because those well, two I'm guys. Well, I'm surprised just have great did
0: chemistry. not go further in your bracket, by the way. I'm a little disappointed. Oh, she Zelina went far.
1: Your final four. She went far. Yeah, she <laughs> went far. I think it was. Uh, I have to look at it because I closed it. But I think she went against Asuka. I think oh, that was, she was the, so.
0: She at least made the elite eight then. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think she was in the okay. elite eight against Oscar. Oh, okay. that was that was that was really tough for me as well. Um, <laughs> uh, and then with Ricochet, ooh, that's tough. I as much as I I, I don't want to see Ricochet in two hundred five live ever, but I would love to see him face two hundred five live guys. I would love to see that, like him and Buddy Murphy. Oh my God, that sure. match would be. Unbelievable.
0: So hypothetically, let's throw out the scenario. What about Ricochet versus Mustafa Ali?
1: Yeah, um, I don't think it's a WrestleMania program at this point, but I I would love that match. <laughs> I would lo- that match would tear the house down in any pay per view you put it in or any card you put it on. It would be an amazing match. And DIY, ah, put him off against the Edgeheads. No, really? no, no, I'm, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I actually think it would be better suited for a SmackDown Tag Team Championship with maybe the Usos and the New Day. I think that would be almost a, a really good triple threat for the tag team titles. I think that would be oh. really cool. Um, right.
0: It's
1: just it's just a weird situation with NXT and where they're going with that storyline. Right. Um, I don't know how you'd keep them as a tag team on the main roster unless you just you have the whole fucking Undertaker thing with a heel on one show and a face on the other. That's the only That's thing I can Just two different personas.
0: Very... There you go. Well, uh, since we're on
1: the topic of blurring the lines
0: between brands in the WWE, uh, Jeff, I know you checked out Elimination Chamber. And you can certainly feel free to throw in any thoughts you had on the pay-per-view as a whole. But what we did find out on Monday is that the brand-new women's tag team champions of Sasha Banks and Bayley, I don't really want to call them by that team name, but uh, they are going to not only be defending those titles on Raw and SmackDown as we knew, but apparently those titles are also eligible to be defended in NXT, which is, I think, a twist none of us saw coming. So we could potentially stare down a WrestleMania match that features those two versus a team from Raw, a team from SmackDown, and a team from NXT in a Four Corners match.
1: That's very true. I think that would be very clever and very smart for them to do, too. Um, really, right now, I guess the only tag teams, women's tag teams you have in NXT are uh, the Four Horsewomen ladies and uh, the two, uh, Kyrie, Sane and... The Ass Pirates. Yes, the Ass Pirates, as uh, Troy deemed them. Was that Troy who deemed that? It was one of us, I don't remember. It
0: sounds like a Troy thing, but I may have said it too. I have no idea at this point.
1: Okay, so yeah, yeah, the Ass Pirates. That's the only two I think of right now, right?
0: Um, I, obviously, there are some that you could sort of fringe together if you really wanted to, but yeah, I mean, those are the only two that have sort of consistently I, teamed together.
1: I think those are in the running, I guess, if you were to have a match like that. So um I which I don't think the Four Horsewomen would be in any position to be on WrestleMania at this point. No, no, not at all. No. Um but then you could easily have uh obviously Boss Hugs. Uh I I don't want, really really want to call them that anymore because there's no pussy farts involved. Right. Um so we'll, well, we'll have to we figure out it. another name. That's true. That's
0: true. About time for women's six-man six-woman tag team champions I think.
1: <laughs> uh uh and then I who would you have on SmackDown? I, I don't know. That's tough for me.
0: The Iconics.
1: Yeah. And the, the Iconics add a great, and I, the Elimination Chamber match, I thought they were fantastic in that match. Mm-hmm. Um, the double pin was just hilarious as you guys had said as well. I thought that was yeah. one of the best parts of the entire match.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but or fabulous LA, glow. No. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I mean, you could have the Riot squad in there. Maybe, um, even though they're never given a uh, uh, proper spotlight. or they, I thought they, got, I thought
0: they got a good run in the chamber, though.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, they did, but they are just never... They usually... They just use cannon fodder for whoever Ruby Riot is in a feud with. And then... I don't know. I, I mean,
0: you... I was a little nervous going into that Elimination Chamber about them, because, obviously, I mean, we know... Sarah Logan can work. But Liv, Liv Morgan's never been the greatest worker. Uh, I, I do think, and I continue to say, that she's gotten just amazingly better. Yeah. But yeah. she's not quite to the level of any of the other women in that match.
1: Yeah, but neither... Well, you you got to remember between us, was in that match as well.
0: That striking exchange Liv Morgan had with Sonya Deville, I was convinced one of them was going to die.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, She uh, she... She really has gotten light years better than, especially when just, even when she just came up to the main roster, she was way better. I don't know what happened between her transition from NXT to the main roster, but just that initial change, she got better, and she's just she, gotten better since then.
0: She stopped getting that Enzo dick, so she wasn't getting regular doses of shitty wrestling.
1: <laughs> this is stupid wrestling injections every week. Yes. yes. Um, yeah, that's oof. What was it Troy on the fucking bracketology thing saying about she's had a couple dicks after fucking Enzo? So it's yeah. out of there, you never yes. get Enzo dick out of you. You never do. I feel. I like don't know. A...
0: See, Ty- Tyler Bates got that classy British dick, so I think that would sort of counteract a lot of that.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. That's fucking some sour dick.
0: I don't know. It's possible. I don't know. I, I don't
1: um, know if they make if they make antibiotics strong enough for that. No, I don't think so either, man. I, it's just it's its own entity. It's its own STD, I think. <laughs> hey, well, uh,
0: so do you have any other thoughts about Elimination Chamber while we're on the topic, the entire pay per view, as
1: it were? Um, I really, uh, well, unsurprisingly, I really liked the cruiserweight championship match. I thought it was a barn burner. And I it actually really thought was. I, yeah. I, I thought it, it would be a match of the night if it wasn't for that main event. Um, that main event was just phenomenal. The way it was done and how hot the crowd was for uh for uh, Kofi Kingston, it was just yep. well done. Y- you could have done without the the fucking Baron Corbin anything on anything. <laughs> um, and I actually tended to agree with uh. Troy with the Rousey and Ruby Riot match. I don't mind. I don't mind her squashing people. It's. Uh, I would have preferred for her to have the. If you're gonna have it the next night, have her go ten minutes. Have that on the pay per view, and then just have the squash match after. If you're gonna do something, because it's it is a pay per view. People are paying for it. Have something for. Well,
0: well I mean, the the counter argument to that is that people aren't so much paying for the pay per view anymore. They're getting it as part of the network subscription, but. Um, over and above all that, I, I sort of wonder if perhaps they were afraid with the chamber matches they were going to run overtime, and that was the reason they made it so, so brief. Uh, I, I suppose, that's but possible.
1: What, is, what is the overtime when you have your own network? You know what I mean?
0: Well, I mean, I'm only saying that because of the fact that they ended at 1030. So they ended so much earlier than anticipated that if it was timed out, I got to think they probably would have had even a slightly longer match than they did. Uh, so my guess is that they they thought they were going to run heavy and they didn't, you know, and it happens. Yeah,
1: yeah. But the, the other, the other, the biggest counter argument to that is you had fucking Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman after it. Just have that yeah. the squash match. Yeah. You know no, and I, mean? I
0: just, well, so I, here's my my issue is that I just think people and and, and we've talked about we talk about on our host thread all the time. We've talked about it on this show all the time. People get too worked up about somebody taking a loss like that. Ruby Riot's going to be fine. Look at Becky Lynch. Look yeah. at all these people now that are just Kofi Kingston's a great example. Out of nowhere into the top program on SmackDown. People can be rehabilitated so easily. These losses go out of people's minds the second they get a big win. So it's not it doesn't damage anybody at this point.
1: No, no. And I I did agree with you when you did say that. Um I don't I don't think it's worth um uh pun intended holding a riot over. Um but it's it's one of those things uh where I just I don't think it was uh it was fair to have a, a, a squash match uh in a title match. You could have her still win dominantly, but let her let Ruby Riot get a few moves in maybe um and then have the squash match be the match that doesn't matter at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is the Braun Strowman
1: and Barrett Corbin? Like I, I don't care for the I don't care that she lost. I don't care that she was squashed per se, but I I do I I it 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 just don't have it in the title match. I mean, you, people love Ronda Rousey. They want to see Ronda Rousey wrestle. They don't want to see. Not everyone her. loves Ronda Rousey. Well, and and I've been in that boat too. I've been in there's, that boat as there's well. There's
0: people on this very feed who really don't like Ronda Rousey.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I think it's, it's uh, and like I said, I was on uh, the Making the Grade where I, I was critical of her as well. Um, but, you know, I she is one of those people who, everybody wants to see her have a match. She's just, she brings the, she has that it factor where people want to see her. And to have her in a two-minute match on a pay-per-view is just like, you know, it doesn't, I, I feel like it doesn't help her. Yes, it's a squash, but you want to see her do her moves. You want to see her do her shit. Um, and yeah, and if she has to maybe bounce back uh, from maybe the ride squad being on the outside or just something where she has to come back from adversity, I think that's a, almost a better look for her.
0: See, I would counter that, Jeff, because I don't know how much you follow MMA at all, if at all.
1: Oh, no, uh, I know. Yeah, she she would she was crushing bitches. She but, was either... But
0: that was what people bought the pay-per-views to see was to see Ronda beat a bitch in a minute and a half. That was her appeal was that she was so fucking dominant, that's what she would do.
1: Right, right. Um that's true. That's true. But say um going off topic again and saying the whole MMA discussion, say, like, you did watch the Holly... Did you watch the Holly Holm loss she had? Yep. Okay, so if she had come back and won that match, you you can't say that that wouldn't have been better than any of her squashes. If she um, came back and submitted Holly Holm in, like, the third round with an arm bar, uh, that, w- that would have been easily her best win. I mean maybe but at the same time. So WWE likes to
0: throw around the baddest woman on the planet moniker, but I mean sure. realistically Amanda Nunes right now is as far as I'm concerned the mm-hmm. baddest woman on the planet. Um, but does she get does Amanda Nunes get that moniker if she doesn't beat Chris Cyborg in the fashion she beat her on that, in that match? If it, if it's a you know they go to the fifth round and the judges decision and she or even if she taps her in the fifth round and it's it's close and it's nip and tuck does Amanda Nunes get the same reaction that she's getting now? Is she got that label of baddest woman on the planet? I don't think so. I think it's the dominant um, action and the way they destroy their opposition that makes them the baddest.
1: No, I totally agree with that. Um, I I I totally agree with you there. That does that makes a lot of sense. Um, however, for for WWE, I, I think it's it's better for Ronda to get more on-screen time at this point. Um you want her and to have her squash she squashed Ruby Riot worse than I feel like she squashed Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan and I, I think that's that says something. You know, I I I think it, it, and it made no sense for Ruby Riot to get that rematch on Raw if she had went 10 minutes on the pay-per-view and gave her a somewhat competitive match. At least you're making some sort of sense for Raw why she would get that rematch, and then you could just squash her.
0: Well, I mean, again, as we continue with this discussion using sort of the MMA competence, I mean, the idea is, as a competitor, you learn from your losses. So Conor McGregor got dropped by Nate Diaz, came back, and then beat Nate Diaz because he learned from the mistake he made. And I thought that was the story they were telling. I don't think the announcers put it over great, but I think that's the story they were trying to tell with Ruby Riot and Ronda Rousey is Ruby made a mistake, Ronda caught her at the pay-per-view. Ruby doesn't make that mistake on Raw, and she has a much more competitive fight with, with Ronda.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, yeah, I... I, I Yeah. That makes sense, in in that particular story, it just doesn't—it doesn't make sense why she would get the rematch. I guess is, is the the whole.
0: Well, they played it into the. I, Ruby probably said it was a fluke kind of gimmick. Again, I think announcing doesn't do a great job of telling the stories that they should be telling. Sure, um, sure. And I made that point with the Kurt Angle thing at, at the pay per view. It's like why Kurt Angle has been getting his ass saved by Braun yeah. Strowman for oh, months my- now. And then Strowman's getting his ass kicked, and Kurt's nowhere to be found. That makes Kurt look like a giant asshole when all you had to do, very small in commentary, was put over a quick thing why Kurt wasn't there. That's it. That's all you had to do. And the, the whole thing goes away.
1: Yep. Yeah, I know. That's definitely true. Um, it, it's That was. Because uh, you figure if you're going to have Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin come into the pay per view match. You're, and you have Drew McIntyre. You're going to have Kurt Angle, because he's the only one missing. He's right. the only one missing in that entire fucking thing. And mm-hmm. he's just not going to show up. It doesn't make any sense. And then for you to not say anything about it...
0: Well, on the way is... they've booked shit lately, Apollo Crews would just show up and they'd be like, well, you know why Apollo Crews is here? Like, <laughs> yep. No, we fucking don't.
1: we got no clue, actually. Yeah, well, you know, just... Just somebody to save Braun Strowman because Braun Strowman, I it's just uh, fucking stupid. That was just, just that match. It should have been a fucking squash. It, it wasn't. I I hated that that match was on the main card. Put that as the fucking pre-show and get the cruiserweights off of there for now. You well, had, I,
0: think I would I would argue that the cruiserweights, despite you know the sort of stigma that goes with being on the kickoff show, a I think you get more time for them on the kickoff show, which I think benefits them. Uh, and that's B, for sure you get the crowd heated up with the with sort of the high-energy and, and high-octane offense that they offer. And that was sort of the Eric Bischoff formula back on the Nitro days is he would always open with the Cruiserweights for that very reason. The crowd got hot after those matches, and they were ready to go for the for the rest of the show.
1: Yeah, I just I just think it would be better to open the main show with the Cruiserweights. I, I just think that that would be, um, even though this one you had, a, you had a great match with the Elimination Chamber match for the women, right. yep. um, a lot of times you don't. Right. um Definitely. you could just you know just have some whatever match because before the 205 live you didn't have that and uh they did have these garbage matches and people not everybody's there when these matches happen so it's and not everybody's watching so like have it when everybody's watching as the opener for the pay-per-view get everybody going and then have your matches as a go like there's there's plenty of pay-per-views where yeah maybe you have to put them on the pre-show but you don't have to do it every every fucking pay-per-view.
0: Fair enough. All right, so as we uh, we're about halfway through our allotted uh, hour-ish here that we're working with Jeff, um, one of the hottest topics in the world of professional wrestling is something you haven't had a chance to comment on much on these rundown airs, and I am curious to hear your thoughts. On all the developments we've had with All Elite Wrestling in the last month or so.
1: Okay, so All Elite Wrestling as far as the last time I talked about them, um, they sold out their double or nothing and they have their full in roster now,
0: right? Four minutes they sold it out. I don't think it's full. I think there's gonna be some names added. We still well, have we still know Cody has a quote unquote mystery opponent for double or nothing. So there's at least one name we don't know yet.
1: Okay, okay. So, um, I'm I'm excited to watch Double or Nothing. I'm going to watch Double or Nothing. Um, I think we should have a show on Double or Nothing. Um, but that's a hint, hint.
0: Well last time they had a pay per view we we had a pretty much a four hour show on all in so <laughs>
1: that's why I'm saying we should maybe have a separate show. Yeah. <laughs> separate show well, for Double or Nothing. Um, we might need to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. Are I, you hoping
0: I, for, for ghost penises this time?
1: I mean for sake of just being consistent, yes, of course. Um, I want some ghost penises. Uh, okay. I, I think we'll... Uh, what what are the double and nothing matches right now? It's Neville and Hangman Page. You got That's Chris Hawk. Jericho. Pac oh, Hangman yeah. Page. Yes, yes. You got Chris Jericho. Jer-
0: Jericho and... Omega 2,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. You've got um, uh, Nyla Rose versus Britt Baker versus Kylie Rae.
1: And is that for a title, or is that just...
0: Uh, no, no, just just a triple threat. Okay. Uh, you have the one I'm probably most interested in so far on this card.
1: Do you have the uh, Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros? That's going to be an amazing match.
0: And that Ugh. has potential to tear the house down.
1: No, it will tear the house down. Um, oh God, yeah. What what other matches? I, like here, here's here's more of a thing for me is uh, with AEW. Unfortunately, and, and my lack of schedule, I haven't been able to follow them as much. But I, I see, I know a lot of the guys they got. I know uh, Jungle Boy they got. They got uh yep. um, MJF, which is great yep. for them. I think MJF has potential to be a champion uh, one day.
0: If you're not um, watching Being the Elite, the skits they're doing with MJF are fantastic. Basically, he's like Cody's boy. Cody loves him. He's like... Super nice with Cody, and then the second Cody turns his back, he turns into his asshole character. Um, so everyone in the world knows he's a piece of shit, except Cody. That's It's a great little running gag they get going. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um,
1: I guarantee you there's going to be this match, and it's going to be the hardcore match that took place in the first one. It's going to be Joey Janela and Jimmy Havoc. That's absolutely going to be the hardcore match. It I, has to be. I
0: don't think Joey is cleared to wrestle yet.
1: Oh, he's still injured?
0: Yeah, he's got that
1: knee injury. That would have been a, a, a really crazy hard... Well, that would have been like a fucking light tubes death match.
0: But I, I just want to see Penelope Ford on this bitch, so... That's true. Whatever That's it takes true. to make that happen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. I mean... Uh, going into this, actually, I did have something I did want to bring up that maybe kind of goes into this. Um, but uh, what do you think of the WWE recent releases, and who do you think will actually succeed, and who do you think actually goes to AEW? You got uh, was it Hideo Itami, Ty Dellinger, TJP, and what was the last one? Arn Anderson. <laughs> no, yeah, maybe Arn. Arn Anderson might be an agent. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't shock me at all. Arn might be the most likely to end up there. Um, there's also speculation that there's going to be soon the announcement that Goldust is, is going as well. Um, oh. So yeah. we'll see. That could very well be Cody's mystery opponent. That wouldn't be a complete shock. but
1: No, I, th- uh, I feel like that would be good for Goldust.
0: Although I, I doubt his 90-day no-compete would be up in time for that. So that's the question, I guess. Um, but, you know... I could. The problem is that, and Troy actually made a, a a joke, but it sort of felt like WWE today released AEW's mid card, and that's sort of none of those guys I think would make a huge impact in AEW. Um, I, I mean, I guess.
1: I feel I, like out of those guys, anybody who would succeed would actually be surprisingly. I think it would be TJP because I feel like he fits in with those guys the most because he was, before he came to WWE, he was he was right in the thick of it with all those guys Yeah, but I also think that a big chunk of their fan
0: base really still loves that New Japan style and Tommy could be a nice little fit for them
1: Um, I, I Yeah I don't know if he would, he might just go to NJPW though
0: I think he's probably going back to um, Noah actually would be my guess but
1: I made that mistake last time too
0: yeah, you did. That's okay, though. Um, I'm here to make the mistakes. There you go. And we're here for it, Jeff. Um, but I, obviously, I've from, from Jump Street, I've been a huge, huge fan of Dillinger. I think that guy's got a ton of potential that, that's not utilized to this point. And obviously, the charisma's off the charts. Uh, packaged correctly, I could see Dillinger having a nice run on a, a major indie like Ring of Honor or AEW.
1: I yeah, I, I totally agree. I think I think he has great potential to be. Well him him I, I mean they all do, uh Hideo Itami, I don't know, as much anymore. Um I
0: love see I loved Kenta
1: back in the yeah, day, but too.
0: I sort of feel watching him since his return from his shoulder surgery, I, I sort of feel like he still can go, but he feels a little bit washed to me at this
1: point. He he just at this point he's just hitting his strikes really hard that's pretty much all he does (laughs) he just kicks people with crazy intensity he he also
0: yells respect me oh
1: god why'd you bring that up (laughs) he's gonna fail he's gonna fail miserably um it just makes me fucking sour on the whole situation now see what (laughs) you did (laughs) you see what you did kent kent is is going nowhere he's just gonna retire uh (laughs) Ty Dillinger has great potential, and I, I still think TJP's got a lot in him. Um, I I really forgot how much I actually liked TJP because I hadn't seen him. Character-wise, bleh, bleh. but his wrestling is is pretty top-notch. I I really enjoy his technical wrestling. All of his submissions, all of his transitions into submissions are fantastic. Um... I don't know. I don't know if you saw this or listened to this past week of uh, "Hurry Up and Cruise but I did. Um, he 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 needs to shave that fucking goatee he has on <laughs> now <laughs> because he really does look like a cologne. Um, oh my gosh, he really does. It's fucking bad, man. Um, and he just got like a shitload of tattoos, which I don't know. I mean, it's just fucking. Why would you do that? <laughs> he doesn't look good. He looks like he's trying to be Aleister Black, and he just doesn't. He doesn't do it for me. But uh, Arn Anderson, yeah, I think he is the most likely to go to AEW. I, I think he's going to be the next agent. Because is there any other ones announced? It's just Billy Gunn, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I think he would be a great fit there for as an agent. He'd be fantastic for them. Um, he can give a little maybe stability for them because you know a lot of wrestlers are running it. Maybe he can give a lot of professional advice. Um just being a agent. How long has he been an agent now? God. For that's been a while, yeah. Yeah, like a decade or so now. i had more. Way more. Something Since like that, yeah. Mid two thousands maybe? Yeah, I think he can give some I think it would be great for them if they could pick him up.
0: Interesting. Alright, well as we continue on, we're getting into the home stretch of this little science experiment. Uh anything else you specifically wanted to touch on, Jeff?
1: Yeah, um, on the recent announcements this week of the, uh, as Troy put it, the, uh, announcement that'll blow your dick off, uh, for NXT and 205 Live, uh, and they just ended up being kind of tournaments. Do you think there's any particular way you could improve NXT or 205 Live and have that actual dick-blowing-off announcement? <sighs> So, I think for NXT, obviously,
0: the, the dick blowing off announcement was we're going to FS1, we're going to two hours, and we're going live. I okay. think that would have, I think that would have accomplished that, that sort of, any actually combination of those three things, I think would have accomplished that goal of blowing someone's dick off. Uh, as for 205, for me, the real thing, the real accomplishment would have been we're, we're, we're rolling 205 into NXT. We're gonna we're gonna merge those two brands, and right. I think that would be great for the talent. I think they would get exposed to a whole different audience because I think NXT has got a much wider viewer base than NX I'm sorry, NXT has a much wider viewer base than 205 does, um, and I think that style would get over much better with that full sale crowd.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah.
0: But what, what right. were you what were you looking for when they they mentioned it?
1: Well, I mean, it it wasn't tournaments. <laughs> um for NXT, yeah, absolutely. It's it's going live. It's it's maybe getting that second hour. Um I think you have enough talent in NXT and definitely in the performance center to support that um that second hour at this point. I mean, you have people you're just not utilizing. Uh and yeah, I, I like I like your your argument was um not the, the one thing that makes NXT great is you're not seeing the same talent every week. Right. Um, I, I Like I said, I think you got the talent to support that second hour at this point.
0: Yeah, I think you do. And you, I think you could do it in a way that it still wouldn't get stale.
1: Ag- agreed, yeah. Um, as far as 205 Live goes, um, you don't have that talent to support that second hour. Um, but yeah, I think putting it in front of the full-sale crowd or, or maybe just just making it its own entity and not putting it... Is it before SmackDown now? Or is it after SmackDown when they I record it? I think it's after still. Uh, maybe... I I don't even... I don't even know, man. I, I don't... I like it being on Tuesday nights, but I don't like it being filmed bef- whenever it's filmed. Maybe just have it like... I don't want to say lump it in with main event because that's fucking bad. But just have it as its own thing. Don't... don't, Nobody would buy tickets for that. Who am I kidding? (laughs) Um, I I just want it to be better because these past two main events show that they can really build a story and, and deliver that It has the potential to be its own entity. I just wish it was given the platform to be its own entity. That's what I'm looking for. Um, Because Buddy Murphy is great as the champion, and you have some guys in there who can really... like, You can easily build... I would say that there's two or three guys you could probably have Buddy Murphy face at WrestleMania Mm -hmm. uh, at, at this point. You could have the story of uh, Tony Nice, Yes, Cedric, of course. Uh, Cedric would be amazing because that match is always amazing. Um, He lost the title to Buddy. uh, Buddy Murphy took the title from him. Um, You could build that story. You could build the Tony Nice angle, which would also be a great match. Uh, They're buddies. They train together. They're friends. You could have that whole breakup. Um, And you could easily do the – I mean, you never would – but you could easily do the Mike Kanellis angle, which they're building. Um, but that would be heel on heels. Do you think they would go that route? I don't know I, if the story they're building. I think when Mike Kanellis gets the wins that he needs to get, needs to get, you would have Mike Kanellis almost be the face because he keeps losing, keeps losing, keeps losing. You could have him change his. Um, Kind of his method that he's doing, and have him kind of become the face. He's, I, and I don't, I don't think that would be necessarily a bad thing. Um, it, it's, it's a very interesting angle they're building. Uh, if they continue to build it, uh, it's, it's not quite on the level of Kurt uh, Hawkins with him just constantly losing for no reason. It, it means something, and, and I really appreciated the subtlety when he lost his match. He was. Literally, I I just love the fact that he was literally countering the ways he lost the previous two weeks. He, like, got rolled up. He realized he got rolled up. He kicked out, and he got... It was, like, one time where he rolled into a turnbuckle. The guy rolled him up and pinned him. He ran into the turnbuckle. The guy tried to roll him up. He stopped him and stacked him up instead. Like stuff it's like almost
0: that. It's, as if they told a story of somebody getting beat, learning from that mistake, and then coming back and having another great, having an improved match against the same person.
1: Ooh. I know. I know. It was it was it's, it's weird. weird. I yeah. know. It was like they were actually building something, it's, and it's, it's something that actually made sense, and some sort of character development.
0: It's, it's weird. Really weird. It's, I wonder they don't do that on the main roster. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Any event! As we approach the final few minutes of this episode, this blender, this mix, Vegemite, whatever you want to call it, of our all of our shows here on the Rundown Wrestling Network, I've just now decided we're going to end this show with a quick little segment I'm going to call the Rundown Throwdown. And what that is going to be is I'm going to give you sort of a quick hitter. So we got about 10 minutes. you have got a bunch of topics to get through and just give us sort of a quick Opinion, your your quick thoughts on these topics, Jeff? Are you, okay. are you game for this? Uh, yeah, of course. All right, so let's start with Bianca Belair still calling herself oh, undefeated. I
1: fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. She's not, and it doesn't make any fucking sense. And I feel like I that was that was said by all of us um, when she lost. That she was, if she was still going to call herself undefeated, it would be terrible. And she did, and it's fucking as it's worse than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> How about you? All
0: right, I, I I'm well on record of this. I hated that little gimmick before it was even not true. Um, yep. It wasn't really true from the start anyway, because she lost in the May Young Classic, so she's full of shit. All right. Also on this list, the reports that Vince McMahon did these NXT call-ups because he feels like his main roster talent is stale. What are your thoughts on that, Jeff?
1: <sighs> that doesn't sound like Vince McMahon at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> it really doesn't. Uh, I think this was a way uh, probably Triple H getting involved in just um, trying to get NXT to be bigger. I think the eventual announcement of the uh, Fox Sports 1 uh, NXT to go into Fox Sports One will will come, and I think this was a way to kind of build up some of those talents. I don't know. I don't. I I, I hope that none of these guys are going to be on the main roster permanently. <laughs> um, I I think they belong on on NXT. I think that that's kind of maybe maybe Alistair Black. If you're going to have somebody, can go up to the main roster, but none of the other ones. I I think they'll flat. I just think they'll flounder and they'll really struggle on the main roster. I I think that that's just a load of a load of hooey, as they say.
0: Oh, Jeff, I, I, I did miss your old man sayings, that's for sure. I uh, had to have one.
1: Also, also announced
0: this week, this one I'm particularly interested to hear your take on, Gail Kim announced she is returning from retirement. She is going to face off with Tessa Blanchard. What are your thoughts on the return
1: of the TNA Hall of Famer, Gail Kim? Oh, are you talking about the pinata? No no the real woman. Oh, I don't I didn't know it was a real woman. I thought it was a pinata. Um You said Tessa Blanchard. Yes. Yeah. That should be a good match. Um as much as I don't like her personally, uh I I think I think it'll be I think it'll be good for her. I think it'll be good for TNA. Or whatever they call themselves. Yeah, because um, she
0: definitely brings TNA with her. That is one thing you could say about
1: the As much as she hates it on everybody else, she loves yeah. to bring it. Yeah, very, very true. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it'll be, it'll be good. It's, it's fine. Uh, to have her come out of retirement, as long as she doesn't fucking become the fucking women's champion again. Oh,
0: you know that shit's coming. That's the that, without a shadow of a fucking doubt. Alright, I think we've talked enough about Gail Kim. I don't yep. know if you've heard or not, but apparently DX is going into the Hall of Fame. And it's not what? just... yeah, it, It's shocking news, I know. We're, we're constantly... You mean just, China and everything? China and everything. Although, to Adam's oh point, I'll God. give him credit for this one. I'm making the great. He made a great point. Rick Rude not being included, was an original mm-hmm. member of DX. But mm-hmm. yes, it's going to be HBK, Triple H... China, Road Dogg, and Billy Gunn, along with x going into the Hall of Fame as a collective group. Of course, it will be Shawn Michaels' second ring, and what I imagine will be the first of at least two for Triple H. What are your
1: thoughts, Jeff, on DX going into the Hall of Fame? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Do you think that uh there'll be a second introduction of these guys? like Especially Shawn Michaels and, and Triple
0: H? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what they did for Ric Flair as a horseman.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, yeah, no, I was gonna um I was gonna say, is there any double entrance? But yeah. Okay. Uh, uh I, I was under the impression that like this is Shawn Michaels' entrance into the Hall of Fame. That's kinda weird. But yeah, no, I I think it's
0: uh Well Shawn's yeah, already
1: in there. Shawn's in there as the same. That's team. right. That's right, I'm sorry. Yeah, Triple H, I mean. Yes. Um
0: Triple H actually yeah. has the potential to be the first three timer if he gets in with evolution as well.
1: And, to be fair, Evolution deserves it, too. Um, that was a very monumental stable.
0: But that so, would make Ric Flair a three-timer, too, actually, so.
1: That's true. Yeah. They would be double three-timers.
0: Yeah. Um, it's like six dicks at one party. Woo! What are you going to do?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All on my ass. All I right. What I do? <laughs> no, I, I think it's really cool. I, I think it's... Uh, it's kind of a cop out to get China in that way, but yeah. it's it's fine. Um, you're gonna have her in. You're gonna have. That's the only way X Pac Billy Gunn and Road Dogg are getting in. So, right. Um You're gonna have them in the Hall of Fame. That's cool. Uh, is that the only one announced for this year? So right? far, so far yeah. there are
0: rumors of the Hart Foundation, Taz. I think I saw. Was it Bam Bam Bigelow? Was one of them maybe? um but there is there is a list of potential other people so we'll see how much of that comes true but uh dx the only one we know for sure another thing we know for sure is that there is a new north american champion down in nxt mm. as the velveteen dream ended the very short reign of johnny wrestling jeff what did you think of velveteen dream as your new nxt north american champion
1: i mean i love velveteen dream so i'm not going to complain about it um I just thought it was weird how quickly Johnny Gargano lost his title. I thought it was a very weird. Uh, it was weird timing, um, but it's
0: Well, unless he's cashing in for another one, just saying. No spoilers.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's cool. Uh, it's it is what it is. It makes uh, sense. I just think it would be weird. It's it's weird. I think it's still weird timing. You could have it done.
0: They should have, they should have done the Gargano win earlier. Is sort of what you're saying. I sort of feel the same way. So yeah, you or, or the
1: Velveteen Dream thing a little bit later. One of the, well, one you of the two. they still
0: have to start building for where they want to go for WrestleMania. So I think that they had to sort of do the Gargano thing at this point. Um, but if they had done the North American title change to Gargano a little bit sooner, I think you might have been able to. It wouldn't feel as sort of rushed as it
1: is. Yeah, no, I'd, I agree with that. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, you just have it a little sooner. Um, I don't know. It just it just not a it's not a good look for Johnny with the in terms of titles. Um, I will say with that match, uh, the thing that stood out to me the most was uh, Johnny Gargano stretching, fucking Velveteen Dream over the ropes looked extremely fucking painful. Um you remember that where you like kind of put him through the middle rope oh, yeah. and the top rope? Oh, yeah. Yeah. that looked like it hurt real bad, and that should be utilized more in matches by heels. I think that's a great, great cheap fucking dirty maneuver. I- I'd never seen it before. It's not like a normal thing. So no. I. I think that that's that's something that people should utilize more, but uh, yeah, no, I, I I think Velveteen Dream with the uh, North American Championship is a great look. I think he'll be a great champion. I can only imagine the promos he's going to deliver under it. Um, yeah, and you can have some amazing matches for that that title.
0: Absolutely. All right, we are down to our last two topics in the Throwdown section of this show. Jeff, favorite nickname for Drake Maverick.
1: Oh. I think I'll deliver that to you because I I come up with them every week. Well, I know what's, that's what's why fa- I, w- I want to know what your favorite one is that you've come up with so far. Oh, that's like that's like picking your your favorite vagina that you put your dick in.
0: I think we um, can all
1: do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, mm, I I am very partial to Mister Salty Slacks. Okay. Okay. What What about you? What do you like? What's your favorite Drake Maverick nickname that I came up with?
0: Was it Sir Pissalot or something like that?
1: Yeah, Sir Pissalot. That was, I'll I bring that one back. There you go. Yeah, that was, that was one I liked quite a bit. All right, and last... I try to come up with one every new, every week. That's I what I, one new. It's
0: one. the highlight of the show for me every week listening to that. <laughs> uh, so that brings me to the last one I have, and I did want to end it with a bit of a serious topic because we've had a little, we had a little bit of a disagreement about this one on the actual rundown proper, and I'm curious to hear what your thoughts were. Do you think that Kofi Kingston comes out of this story with a WWE title run, be it at Fastlane or at WrestleMania? Does Kofi end up winning that title?
1: Um, my heart says yes, because I want it. My brain says no. Because Um, he's black. Yeah, C (laughs) minus. Um, yeah, I, uh, I really, I, I, I think that's the, I, what other programs can you go with for WrestleMania? Even if the fast lane match ends, and I think you have to have the fast lane match end with some sort of Eric Rowan interference garbage for him to get the WrestleMania match. So and that oh go ahead. So uh,
0: to me, I almost feel like as great as a WWE Championship win would be for Kofi at WrestleMania, the better story is like Big E turning on him after they've told this tale of brotherhood amongst the New Day through this entire story. That's been sort of like the background tapestry of what's been going on. And in, in Kofi loses it fastly, and in his darkest moment, his brothers pick him up, and they go to console him, and Big E just beats the shit out of them. And Big E and
1: Xavier, or just Big E?
0: Just Big E. Big E beats the shit so out of So he beats Kofi. the shit out of both of them? Yes. Oh. And then Big E and Kofi one-on-one at WrestleMania. Mm. And then you give Kevin Owens return the the program with Daniel Bryan, because I think that would be great, too.
1: I would love that, yeah. I would love that so much if Kevin Owens got that Daniel Bryan. Uh, that would be so good.
0: Um, because is there is there a better model to XS in WWE than Kevin Owens with his big old belly and... You know yeah. the fact that he's just a family man and he's running a minivan with the kids, and it seems to be counter to everything Daniel Bryan's about right now. So
1: I could just imagine the the promos now him coming out eating fucking fried chicken. Oh, and like yes, oh, would big be bucket so of
0: popcorn. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Oh, it would be so good. Um, because it didn't make sense with uh, AJ Styles, but you know you could really do it fucking proper justice with Kevin Owens. Absolutely. Um. But yeah, ultimately, no,
0: Kofi, does Kofi get the belt, in your opinion? Because Troy uh, says no, I say I can totally
1: see it happening. I think it would be such a great moment, but I don't think it'll happen. I don't. Right. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't see them pulling the trigger on it. I could see them ha- giving him an amazing match, um, giving him that last, like, you think he's going to win again, and just losing it on some sort of Maybe some, no, losing it clean, I think, is is the way to go. Just losing it clean, uh, maybe really fighting in a little bell lock, almost getting to the ropes and just tapping out. And and that's the swan song for him. And I I totally love what you said with Big E turning on him. Mm -hmm. I think that's fantastic. I think that would be an amazing WrestleMania program.
0: Yeah, I think that's that. That would be the type of personal thing that people would really I think get behind too. So, uh, the the betrayal of a best friend is always. I mean, look at the the festival of friendship is still one of the most talked about segments in the history of Rod and those guys were, you know, friends for what couple months. I mean, yeah. you tell the story of of Biggie turning on Kofi in his darkest moment. Oh my God, it just writes itself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I um. Do you have anything else to add?
0: No, I think uh, if you're all set, Jeff, I think that's going to do it.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I I did want to make a a minor announcement. um, Oh, okay. For – Jeff's pregnant. Yep. I'm pregnant. Jeff and Maurice
0: are going to pregnancy class together.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're going to the same class. There you go. Um, No, I did want to say that uh, I'm going to make the announcement for this year. I am actually – going to be attending NXT TakeOver New York and WrestleMania this year. Oh, wow, awesome. Yep, I will be there for both of them.
0: So your ass better be on the shows that week, at least. Colin's sick to work. I don't
1: give a shit what you have to do. I am going to make sure.
0: All right, sounds good. All right, well, with that blockbuster announcement by Jeff, that is going to put a bow on this premiere episode, perhaps the only episode, who knows, of the Rundown Blender this has actually been a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed myself, Jeff. Thanks for joining.
1: Yeah, of course. I had a, I had a great time as well. Um, it was uh, fun to kind of just catch up on everything and uh, talk about stuff we haven't really got the chance to talk about.
0: Absolutely. So let us know, fans, if you've enjoyed this special the way as much as we have, and maybe we can make it a more frequent appearance here on the Rundown Wrestling Network feed. Again, we want to encourage you. Rundownwrestling.com. Vote for the hottest women. Check out all the shows. Find out more about the hosts. We got everything you can want there. And if you go, if you want something that we don't have, you know, send us the email. Let us know. Rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Hit us up. We got all of our normal shows dropping this week. We got Nitromania. We got Making the Grade. We've got Hurry Up and Cruise NXT Revisited, and of course the Rundown proper. Plus whatever else we decide to throw on this feed at you. We are getting more than enough content, and again, we want to encourage you, check out our Patreon, it's on the website, you can get a direct link right there, five bucks a month, it all goes back into the show, and it helps us a great deal, so if you're enjoying the content, please help us out, plus, you get stickers, you get all sorts of bonus episodes, like I said, Troy's Wrestling with Dick series, uh, and if you are the first person to subscribe to the $20 tier, free t-shirt. Ooh...
1: That's worth
0: it so Absolutely. So that is going to do it, Jeff. Anything you want to say before we sign off? And you've been had all this time off. I'm sure you've come up with a great closing line. Take it away.
1: Fuck Todd Sobel. Oh, I missed that.
0: Uh, I, I mean, I guess that's better than what you were doing before. So we'll, we'll give you that.
1: Which was nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, all
0: right. Uh, I, I guess it's a little weird now, but Bye see see see, uh, a, see a Thursday or something that's I can't even say something on on the show uh, wow. well I, see now I'm at a loss for words uh it's, later, see ya